This is episode number 274 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Sal DiVincenzo here in the studio with my fabulous colleagues, Sarah Fade. Hello. And Nicole Rambo. Hello. How is everyone doing? Okay. <laughs> As Nicole took a nice yawn, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's another episode that we're recording here. Uh, so uh, let's jump right in. Who would like to go first this week? I'll go first, fine. Yes, don't all rush up at once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, no, no, Sarah, no, no, no. what do you have for us this week? Um, okay, so it's uh, Asian American Pacific Islander Month. You guys know that? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you so know I, something about that, don't you, uh, Sarah? Uh, no, I no? don't. No, nothing about it? <laughs> nothing happens to me special yeah. during this month, unfortunately. I don't get an extra check right. from the government. <laughs> I don't get a raise. <laughs> I don't get extra cakes or cupcakes. Nothing. Uh, we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to get her extra cakes, and cu- extra cakes and cupcakes. Not even cakes and cupcakes. These are extra ones. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, however, I did print out some stuff. Because I did a little research online saying, eh, what, what's going on today, you know? Mm-hmm. I think one time I discussed famous, some famous mm-hmm. Asian Americans, but whatever. So, <laughs> um, key fact, this is from the Pew Research oh. Center. Oh, Pew. I love Pew Research. Yeah, Pew Pew. Key facts about Asian Americans, a diverse and growing population. Hmm. A record 22 million Asian Americans trace their roots to more than 20 countries in East and Southeast Asia and the Indian subcontinent. I don't know if you know this, but I get very annoyed because all of this is political Mm. and um, oftentimes ridiculous how they figure out who is what, who they call what, what color is who, and all this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because, like, you know, what country is above China? China is like Mongolia and then Russia. However, where is that magical line that says Russians are not... Yeah. You know, right? Yeah, and especially that border there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. So, and then I was reading up on it, and some people say um, it's from when the British colony colonized India, which is how they get Middle East, Southeast, okay. right. and all this nonsense. Yeah, because who, what, what is the middle? The middle of what? It's not right. the middle of a, of the, the earth. Yes. You know? Yeah. So it's all a little. Ridiculousness, and different people have different uh, right. feelings about yes. it all. But for the general month, mm. we are considering Asians yeah. <laughs> to be <laughs> <laughs> for the month of May, at least. You, all yeah, we have uh, Asian American Pacific Islanders, which consists of here we go. Uh, we said twenty countries in India, and the nineteen largest Asian origin groups in the U.S. together account for ninety-seven percent of the nation's total Asian population. So, ninety-seven percent of the Asian population in America mm-hmm. are from the nineteen Asian groups. Asian groups. Okay. Okay. okay, and they all live in Flushing. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Incorrect. They all live in California. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like half of the Asian population really? in America really? live in California. Wow. Yeah. U.S. Asian population is projected to reach 46 million okay. in 2060. Okay. Wow. 2060, yeah. So it's a ways away. Mm-hmm. But we're still one of the smallest minorities. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Multiracial and Hispanic Asians comprise of 14% and 3% of the Asian population in the U.S., respectively. Hmm. Not a lot of Asian Hispanics. Mm-hmm. And what are Asian Hispanics? Filipinos. Oh, oh. that's right. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so Sikhs, origin groups make up 85% of all the Asian Americans. Oh, okay. Okay, so what do you yeah. think is the first biggest group? I'm going to say Chinese American. Correct. Second Sorry. biggest group. I'm going to say Korean American. Indian. Um, okay, the other one is... You're not going to get it. <laughs> uh, Malaysian Americans. Vietnamese. Oh, um, Vietnamese. Then we go to... Korean. Okay. Japanese. Yes. And then others. Oh, that's a shame. They put the others. Just well, the others. it might be yeah. biracial or right. yeah. very okay. indigenous. Mm-hmm. indigenous. Chinese Americans are the largest Asian origin group in the U.S., making up 24% of the Asian population or 5.4 million people, which if you think of how many people are in the U.S., it's not a lot. Right. No, no it's not. It's not. Yeah. yeah. So the next two largest are Indian Americans, mm-hmm. who account for 21% or 4 million. Okay. And the Filipinos, who account for 19% or 4.2. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Vietnam, 2.2. Korea is 1.9 million. And Japan is close, 1.5 million. Mm. Yeah. Nearly half of U.S. Asians live in the West, 45%. Wow. Yeah, so nearly third in California alone. California had an Asian population of roughly 6.7 million in 2019. By far their nation's largest. It was followed by New York, 1.9. There you go. Who do you think is the third state? The third state. I'm going to guess Texas. You you are correct. Yeah. Yes. Why did you guess Texas? Yeah. I would not have guessed Texas. I I just <laughs> again one of one of the YouTubers I follow. That's where his family settled. So in te- oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. one point yeah. six. So they're very close to New York. Yeah. yeah. Uh, New Jersey is nine hundred. I feel like Texas is oddly alluring for many people. I guess because yeah. it's I, huge. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like you you would think it wouldn't be because of what like comes out of there sometimes, but like. It is. A lot of people live in Florida too. I think. I think uh. there's. I think there's a, a stereotype. Yeah. That I think yeah. Texas is much more diverse than people think. I think there's like pockets well, it's, of it's Texas. Huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it takes it takes a full day to drive from right. Yeah. Point one. You know, yeah. it's like 13, 14 hour drive from one end to the other, which I've done. Yes, you have. People from Asia are made up about 14% of the 10.5 million unauthorized immigrants. Four nations in Asia were among the top 15 countries of birth for U.S. unauthorized immigrants. India, number one. China, number two. The Philippines, number three. And Korea, number four. U.S.-born Asians are substantially younger than the rest of the Asian-American population. (laughs) 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 Here we go. Okay. Overall, 72% of all U.S. Asians were proficient in English as of 2019, meaning they either spoke only English or spoke the language very well. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting statistic. So nearly all U.S.-born Asians, 95%, were proficient in English compared with 57% of foreign-born Asians, hmm. which would oh, okay. make sense. Makes sense, yeah. yes. Yeah, right? yeah. It doesn't take a genius yeah. to figure that one out. I feel okay. like they throw, it's like, look, we need like four more statistics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah, it's an odd thing to measure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, well, I hope so. I think that will be statistically high in all. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. interesting article. Yeah, yeah interesting stuff. Yeah. So, cool. just so, a little tidbit about the Asians in yes. America. <laughs> For those of you who don't know any Asians. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> we do have we do have displays here at the library yes. that you can take advantage of here, uh, especially on the adult side. I know I've seen them. Uh, if you want to mm-hmm. read up on some Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders, we have uh, many books mm-hmm. by authors and artists. So, thank you, Sarah. 
You're welcome. And you can bring me cakes. And yes. And any, 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 anytime no, you want during extra, this month. She said extra cakes, extra cupcakes, yep. which leads me to believe that we're, 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 we're behind. Thank you, Sarah. Nicole, what do you have for us this week? So not to burst anyone's bubble, but we don't re- release, record on the day that we release. <gasps> magic so today the day we're recording which is the 9th is actually national fentanyl awareness day oh okay you're listening to this two days later yes so two days ago it was national fentanyl awareness day however unfortunately it should be awareness day every day Mm -hmm. um so actually i saw this i didn't know this i did not know that may 9th was national i saw it on my google yes google had it on the bottom that's like Mm -hmm. how i saw it so they have a night and i'm sure if you look you know this up it's recover together dot with google.com oh. so like today it's there but i'm sure on the 11th if when you hear this when you go to it it'll you know everything will still be there so they have just some facts uh fentanyl is involved in more deaths of americans Oof. under 50 than any cause of death including heart disease cancer homicide suicide and other yeah. accidents the use of illegally made fentanyl is fueling a national health crisis people are using it unintentionally which is the whole you know thing around it it's people lace other drugs Mm. with fentanyl Mm. so they use it intentionally and dying from overdoses as a result even if you don't use non-prescribed drugs chances are that you know someone who has been impacted by the current uh crisis one of the questions is um how is this different from other drugs and it says even small doses of fentanyl as small as two milligrams equivalent to two grains of sand can be fatal and some drug dealers are adding fentanyl to other commonly used street drugs so Again, people are dying from unintentional fentanyl use. They don't take they don't take fentanyl. <laughs> they take cocaine, mm-hmm. which is laced with fentanyl, something yeah. like that. It's a potent lab made opioid, up to fifty times stronger than heroin. Jeez. So it's a, a national crisis, but you know, more specifically to home, it is a New York crisis, and then yeah. it's a Suffolk very. It's really bad in Suffolk County, even worse than Nassau County. So, um, there was an article that came out last year in March of 2022. Suffolk officials said there were 415 fatal overdoses in the county in 2021. How many? 415. Wow. Um, including 134 suspected deaths that they hadn't confirmed yet at the time. And in 2020, so that was 2021. And then 2020, there were. 411 and in 2019 there were 345 obviously you know that big jump happened during covid Mm -hmm. that really like compounded and already a crisis even uh worse the article goes on to say that many of those struggling with anxiety and depression during the pandemic turned to drugs and alcohol to numb their pain which is what the increase in number and then that number is likely you know to to grow it says nearly two-thirds of those deaths nationally according to the cdc were caused by fentanyl a cheap synthetic opioid again that's easy to manufacture and smuggle in drug dealers are releasing heroin and cocaine with fentanyl um, here on Long island as well and then there's a opioid data dashboard for the new york state again it's this is a little bit more recent. This is from 2022, I think. And overdose deaths involving synthetic opioids other than methadone, so this includes fentanyl, has worsened. It's at 23.1%. Suffolk is higher than all of Long Island and all of New York State, and it's getting worse. Long Island, like Suffolk County, has a little web page mm. that will list. And then New York State, actually, I think has a really nice one. It's the Office of Addiction Services and Support, and they have a kinship care toolkit. So it goes, because a lot of these people who are struggling have families. You know, they have children. So for people, caregivers of children who have been 
like affected by addiction or overdose they have a whole like toolkit that you can look at and it's very well put together and then also like um the national government they have one as well for health and human services they have some information i thought the new york state one was looked really nice easy to navigate um and everything sesame street sesameworkshop.org they have a parental addiction thing as well like website carly is one of their characters and Mm. her mom i believe um, struggles with addiction. So that's a character that they've brought onto the show because it is, I'll say so common, but it is something that kids are dealing with nowadays because, you know, of what's happening. You know, I've met families who have, you know, it's a grandparents now who have um, care of, mm. of their mm-hmm. grandchildren because mm-hmm. either tragically the they've died or they're in recovery or whatever the case may be. So it's, it's something that we see here at the library, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, Al-Anon is pretty famous, right? So this is, and they have Alateen. So that's for, um, alcohol, uh, families who have family members, um, who have alcohol addiction and they have, uh, Nar-Anon and Narateen. So that's for narcotics. So there's things you can look into. We have, you know, Long Island has their own chapters and everything. And then there are some books, actually picture books that kind of touch on the topic. So there are a lot. Um, the ones we have here, we have Up and Down the Mountain, Helping Children Cope with Parental Alcoholism. It's a children's book, so you can read it you know, together. We have A Terrible Thing Happened. And this is like, um, so the raccoon like sees something terrible happen and it's kind of like how he becomes anxious and angry and then he talks to a counselor about these emotions so it's kind of like showing how you can lead Mm. to becoming you know what i mean and so that's kind of like it's not it doesn't necessarily become an addict but you know that's kind of like a way to talk to your kid about it and then there's my big sister takes drugs and i wish daddy didn't drink so much these are by judith vigna and the titles are very exactly what they are but you know the kid's see you know what it is so you know it's something to look at i would say as an adult you might want to take these books out first kind of read them yourself Mm. go through them and see how you're going to talk to your kids about it use the toolkit from um the website to kind of help you um navigate that but you know it's it's a it's a sad topic (laughs) um but it is uh, you know we have narcan training here Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you know it's something that we definitely discuss um in the library um helping people you know with addiction or what to do if you see someone overdosing Mm -hmm. you can give narcan to anyone you think is overdosing even if it's not fentanyl it's not going to hurt them so you know if you some you can go to trainings yourself the the county has trainings you know throughout the year you can and they give you narcan to have um on you so it is sad and depressing, and hopefully it'll get better, especially with awareness. So, yeah, today's National Fentanyl Awareness Day. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you, Nicole, okay. for making us aware. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week's episode yeah. if you want to hear more about drugs <laughs> and drug use. <laughs> I will say, like, um, I, I don't know if you guys are fans of John Mulaney. He's a comedian. Yeah. Um, I just, and, did you see his last special that he just yeah, released? Yeah. yeah, and I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And he like I, like people are fans of his. Like he was addicted to cocaine and pills, and uh, he went through recovery. It's like during um COVID, and so his new special is about that experience, and it was really it was good. So you know you can definitely come out on the other side. Obviously, he is a rich and famous person. He has access to whatever he needs to help him get yes. there. You know, and I do think that he kind of talks about that. Like, I don't think he's he he understands that that's the case. You know, but um. It is an example of someone coming out the other side, which is good. So. Yeah, he says his intervention had like 12 of the biggest yeah. stars in <laughs> yeah. television. Yeah, <laughs> so, star-studded. Star-studded uh, yeah. intervention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. Mm -hmm. And that does it for another episode. If you want to listen to older episodes or read our show notes, visit our website, mcplpodcast.com. If you're listening on YouTube, hit the like button and hit subscribe because we have a lot more than just the podcast here on Mm -hmm. our library's YouTube page. And if you want to get more in-depth with our show notes, then you can go to our blog, blog blog.mcplpodcast.com. And I did drop a hint that next week uh, we will be doing a movie chat. So if you want (laughs) to watch along and watch the film before you actually listen to the episode, next week we are talking about Cocaine Bear. Mm -hmm. National Cocaine Bear Awareness Day. Awareness Day. So that is coming up next week. So for Sarah Fade and Nicole Rambo, I'm Sal DiVincenzo. We'll see you on the next show.